Welcome to the Fantastic Magic Center. I'm Kent Cummins, and I'm going to share the real secrets of magic. Misdirection. It's been called the most important tool in the magician's toolbox. Magicians use misdirection to make their audiences look in one place when the secret part is happening somewhere else. There have even been jokes about the beautiful assistant being misdirection because when the beautiful assistant comes out, the audience may watch her instead of the magician. Misdirection is so important in the magician's arsenal that there have been entire books written about it. There have been workshops on it, lectures about it, magicians talk about it over coffee or perhaps a beer. And the best magicians use it so cleverly that you don't even realize it's happening. Magic is often more about psychology than it is about sleight of hand. Because magic happens in the spectator's mind. I first encountered the word back when I got my first A.C. Gilbert Misto magic set, which came with an instruction booklet, and that instruction booklet had a paragraph or two on misdirection. But I was six years old, going on seven, almost seven, and we had learned to read using the memorize words and build your vocabulary method. See Dick and Jane. See Spot. See Spot catch the ball. See Dick throw the ball to Spot. And that's the way we learned to read. We didn't use phonics where we sounded out the words. And so when I saw the word, it was just one big complicated word. I didn't bother to look it up in the dictionary. I just figured, okay, this is midestriction. Midestriction? Clearly, if I had sounded it out, I would have known it was misdirection. Very simple. But my six-year-old brain didn't do that, and I just decided it's midestriction. And for several years, I would tell people that asked about magic, oh, yes, and you know, magicians use midestriction. And nobody ever corrected me. Until we moved to New Orleans, I think I was about 10 or 11 years old, and there were some other junior magicians that I got to hang out with. And one time I said something about, oh, well, that trick needs a lot of midestriction. And the boys said, what? And they laughed at me. You mean misdirection? And I said, no, no, it's midestriction. Because by then I was committed to that word. I had been using it for several years. So to prove that I was right, I went rummaged through, found my little A.C. Gilbert Misto Magic Instruction Booklet, opened it up to show them that it said midestriction, and, of course, it said misdirection. Oops. And I told that story to my girlfriend uh, probably 60 years ago. And she has been my wife for many years now, and occasionally she'll tease me. She'll say, oh, so when something strange happens, oh, I bet you that's an example of midestriction. It's all right. I love her anyway. When I was a teenage magician, I opened my show by producing a bowl of fire. And you might think, well, how could you sneak a bowl of fire into your hands with nobody looking? Practice, 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 of course, but also misdirection. My assistant would come out with a tray at just the important moment, and you couldn't avoid looking at her because she's just walking on the stage, whereas I'm standing still. Another example of misdirection. 
And when I teach magic to beginners, I typically will teach the French drop, which is a sleight of hand piece that was invented by a French magician. That's why it's called French. And drop because you drop the small object into your hand instead of actually taking it where the audience thinks it is. To see that done by an amateur, it's just awkward. It doesn't fool anybody. But to see it done by a professional, well, it absolutely fools people. Why? Because of misdirection. The magician focuses on the hand that is supposed to have the small object rather than the hand that is concealing it. And in this podcast, in general, because we have more than just magicians listening to it, I don't talk much about secrets and how things are done, but I don't mind mentioning the French drop because if you see an amateur magician do it, you're going to notice it anyway, and the fact that I talked about it won't matter. And if you see a professional using it, well, frankly, you won't know. You will not notice, because the professional will fool you with misdirection. One of the nicest compliments I ever received from another magician, he had seen me do a show, and I was performing the Chinese linking rings, which is a classic magical illusion, typically, and and the way I do it, with eight solid steel rings that inextricably link together and then unlink, and the audience can examine them, the audience can help, and yet, somehow or other, these miracles happen. How do they happen? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You can go buy that trick, Google the Chinese linking rings, and find a magic dealer. In fact, you could actually buy it from me. I sell a small version of it, about the size of the little rings that I learned with when I was a kid. You just go to magichotline.com and uh, you can buy a set. $10, plus perhaps shipping. Sales tax if you live in Texas. The box has a cute picture of me with my granddaughter, the amazing Adele, as we're performing the Chinese linking rings in one of our shows. But I digress, as I so often do. The reason I mention it is that I had just recently performed a magic show which included the linking rings, and a magician friend came up to me and said, Wow, your misdirection was amazing. I didn't happen to catch when you... And I can't tell you what else he said, because that would be disclosing a secret. Ta-da! How powerful is misdirection? Well, Blackstone, one of the great magic illusionists of the 20th century, once produced an elephant, a live elephant, on stage using misdirection. His magic and his organization of his opening show was so good that you didn't notice the assistant bringing the elephant on stage. I don't want to give you more information than that, other than OMG, yes, misdirection can make a coin disappear, or an elephant, a live elephant, appear on stage. And as important as misdirection is to magicians, it is also fairly well known in lots of other cultural contexts. For example, in sports. Back when the Dallas Cowboys were the America's team winning Super Bowls, they had what was specifically called a misdirection play. The quarterback would grab the ball from center and apparently give it to the running back who would start running down the field. Everybody would go to tackle him. But no, the quarterback had kept the ball, hidden it, 
and then he throws it downfield, and it's caught for a big gain, maybe even a touchdown, because the defensive team was misdirected into thinking it was a running play when it was really a passing play. Yes, it's called misdirection, and for you magicians, basically it's a stage-sized version of the French drop. I've also heard certain basketball plays referred to as misdirection plays. The word is meaningful in the culture, even without the way magicians think about it. Of course, there's misdirection in marketing. I actually did a Google search of misdirection in marketing just to see what would come up because right offhand, I wasn't thinking of any examples since I write a monthly column called Marketing Magic and I wanted to talk about misdirection. I wanted to see what was out there in the internet. What came up immediately was an article called Marketing Misdirection. It was about sellers who put errors, mistakes, into their advertising on purpose as a way to get people to pay more attention to their ads. This particularly works in social media. So if you put some information which isn't correct, a lot of the people that are reading your post will notice it and immediately comment on it, and then other people will comment, perhaps giving examples of how this kind of mistake is often made, and what that does is increase the engagement, and when engagement is increased, the algorithms cause your information to show more often to more people. <laughs> it's misdirection on social media. And as I'm sure you've figured out by now, there is misdirection in politics all too much, all too often, where politicians try and get our attention for one particular thing so that we don't pay so much attention to some other particular thing. And let's be honest, you probably use misdirection in your personal life. I know I do. There are times when we don't want people to know something for one reason or another, I can think of way too many examples just right this second, but I won't give them to you. You can come up with your own examples where you don't want somebody to know a particular thing, and so you distract them, you direct their attention in other ways, you misdirect them. If you'd like to learn more about misdirection, the magician's Bible for this subject is probably Daryl Fitzke's Magic by Misdirection, which is still available. It's part of a trilogy, and if you're interested in the psychology of magic, you probably want the other two books as well. But the book stands alone, Magic by Misdirection. And if you're a member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians, then be sure and read my Marketing Magic column for March 2024, which is all about misdirection, including misdirection in marketing. Or if you just want to have a conversation, I always like hearing from readers and listeners. My email address is kent at magichotline.com. That's K-E-N-T, kent at Magic Hotline, M-A-G-I-C-H-O-T-L-I-N-E dot com. And I always enjoy starting a conversation with somebody new, or somebody old, or somebody young, or anybody. I'm Kent Cummins. Join us next time for more tales from the Fantastic Magic Center. And if you'd like even more information, well, join us on our website, fantasticmagiccenter.com. Kent cannot preserve the secret legacy of magic without your support. 
Start today by going to fantasticmagiccenter.com and clicking the red Join Our Patreon button.